Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 23rd of July and we now know who will be our next Prime Minister. I give notice that Boris Johnson is elected as the leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. He's been seen as the clear favourite throughout the month-long campaign and now he's beaten Jeremy Hunt in the Conservative leadership contest. Over the last few weeks, both men have taken part in more than a dozen hustings, including one in Maidstone and two head-to-head debates as 160,000 Tory members got to have their say on who they wanted to take over from Theresa May. Boris Johnson managed to secure more than 92,000 votes. That's 45,000 more than his rival Jeremy Hunt and about two-thirds of everyone who cast their ballot. He gave a speech to his colleagues after the announcement was made earlier. I want to begin by thanking my opponent, Jeremy, by common consent, an absolutely formidable campaigner and a great leader and a great politician. Jeremy, in the course of 20 hustings, in more, I mean 20 hustings or hustings-style events, it was more than 3,000 miles, by the way, it was about 7,000 miles. Uh, that we did crisscrossing uh, the country. You've been friendly, you've been good-natured, you've been a font of excellent ideas, all of which I propose to steal uh, (laughs) forthwith. And above all, I want to thank our outgoing leader, Theresa May, for her extraordinary service to this party and to this country. It was a, a privilege. It was a privilege to serve in her cabinet and to see the passion and determination that she brought to the many causes that are her legacy, from equal pay for men and women to tackling the problems of mental health and racial discrimination in the criminal justice system. Thank you, Theresa. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you, all of you here today and obviously everybody in the Conservative Party, for your hard work, for your campaigning, uh, for your public spirit, and obviously for the extraordinary honour and privilege that you have just conferred on me. And I know that there will be people around the place who will question the wisdom of your decision. Uh, And there may even be some people here who still wonder quite what they have done. And I would just point out to you that, of course, nobody, no one party, no one person has a monopoly of wisdom. But if you look at the history of the last 200 years of this party's existence, you will see that it is we Conservatives who have had the best insights, I think, into human nature, and in the, best in, the best insights into how to manage the jostling sets of instincts in the human heart. And time and again, it is to us that the people of this country have turned to get that balance right between the instincts to own your own house, uh, your own home, to earn and spend your own money, to look after your own family, good instincts, proper instincts, noble instincts, and the equally noble instinct to share and to give everyone a fair chance in life, and to look after the poorest and the neediest, and to build a great society. And on the whole, in the last 200 years, it is we Conservatives who have understood best how to encourage those instincts to work together in harmony to promote the good 
of the whole country. And today, at this pivotal moment in our history, we again have to reconcile two sets of instincts, two noble sets of instincts, between the deep desire for friendship and free trade and mutual support in security and defense between Britain and our European partners, and the simultaneous desire, equally deep and heartfelt, for democratic self-government in this country. And of course, there are some people who say that they're irreconcilable. And it just can't be done. And indeed, I read in my Financial Times this morning, devoted reader that I am. Seriously, it's a great, 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 great British, great British brand. I read in my Financial Times this morning that there are no incoming leader, no incoming leader has ever faced such a daunting set of circumstances, it said. Well, I look at you this morning and I ask myself, do you look daunted? Do you feel daunted? I don't think, we, I don't think you look remotely daunted uh, to me. And I think that we know that we can do it and that the people of this country are trusting in us to do it and we know that we will do it. And we know the mantra of the campaign that has just gone by. In case you've forgotten it, you probably have. It's always, always it is deliver Brexit, unite the country and defeat Jeremy Corbyn. And that is what we're going to do. We're going to defeat Jeremy Corbyn. And I know, I know some, some wag has already pointed out that deliver, unite, and defeat was not the perfect acronym for an election campaign, <laughs> since unfortunately it spells dud. But they forgot the final E, my friends. E for energize. And I say, I say to all the doubters, dude, we are going to energize the country. We're going to get Brexit done on October the 31st. We're going to take advantage of all the opportunities that it will bring in a new spirit of can do. And we are once again going to believe in ourselves and what we can achieve. And like some slumbering giant, we are going to rise and ping off the guy ropes of self-doubt and negativity with better education, better infrastructure, more police, fantastic full fibre broadband sprouting in every household. We are going to unite this amazing country and we are going to take it forward. I thank you all very much for the incredible honour that you have just done me. I will work flat out from now on with my team that I will build, I hope, in the next few days to repay your confidence. But in the meantime, the campaign is over and the work begins. Thank you all very much. Boris Johnson's been congratulated by outgoing Prime Minister Theresa May, US President Donald Trump and the head of the EU Commission, who says he wants to work with him in the best way possible. The European Union's Brexit negotiator Michel Barnier also says they're looking forward to working constructively with Mr Johnson. But the Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn's calling for a general election so everyone can have a say in who becomes our leader. Kent's MPs have been reacting to the news as well, with many offering their congratulations. Conservative representative for Ashford, Damien Green, has told Sky Boris Johnson will do a good job. What he said throughout this uh, uh, leadership campaign, very sensibly, is that one of the, the principal jobs he has is to unite both the party and then beyond that, uh, more importantly even, the, the country. And so I think the idea that you know, one side has defeated the other side would be the wrong way to look at this. And I know it's not the way Boris looks at it. When uh, I was involved with Theresa's campaign, 
for the leadership uh, in 2016, uh, I, I always thought at, at that point it was Boris's to lose until he lost it then. Uh, so I think there have been various points where it's looked quite likely that Boris would be Prime Minister. There is no point saying if, you know, doing counterfactual history backwards. Uh, it, you know, it didn't happen for all the reasons we know. Uh, we are where we are. Uh, the country is in a very difficult place. The Conservative Party is in a very difficult place. Uh, and now you know, the task will fall to Boris to, to pull it out of that. And he, and he set out during his leadership campaign how he plans to do this in, in ways that, that go beyond Brexit. Clearly Brexit is overwhelming, but all the other parts of the agenda, the, the infrastructure, the extra school spending, are extremely important to people. Boris Johnson has divided public opinion in the past and has made some controversial comments, but it hasn't stopped him getting the keys to 10 Downing Street. We've been chatting to people in Rochester High Street to find out what they think of the new Prime Minister. We're avid Remainers. Um, we uh, think that Boris is unfit for purpose and so we would, we're would we horrified at the, the state of the, uh, the nation. We also consider that, that less than 0.25% uh, of the nation, namely those members of the Tory party, who have elected our Prime Minister at a time of national crisis uh, should be uh, far more accountable and that we should immediately proceed to a, an election or a vote of no confidence and, the, uh, and that Brexit hold, uh, should be halted forthwith. The choice was fairly limited and uh, fairly lamentable anyway because uh, all of the candidates uh, purported to be supporting Brexit and with the exception of Rory Stewart were for an, uh, an, a no-deal uh, outcome. outcome if uh, nothing else worked, and it won't. I'm not really sure whether it's a good idea or not. I mean, I know it was inevitable, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure whether it's a good idea. Would, was, would you have preferred Jeremy Hunt? Uh, well, to be honest, I don't think any of them are very good at the moment. I think we should just, just get rid of a lot of them and start again, but that's not going to happen either, is it? Ex expected, but we knew he was going to be, but uh, very bad news, especially for... Um, EU citizens in the UK who are still in limbo and I don't think Boris is going to do much for them. And are, are you, he's said um, about Brexit, do or die, we must leave on the 31st of October. Are you concerned about potentially a no, a no deal, I'm assuming? That's... Yeah, a new, no deal would be disastrous for everyone, not just the EU citizens, but everyone, the whole country, the economy. Um, yeah. Hopefully that uh, the um, Parliament will stop him. He might be a bit more entertaining in the way he messes it up. <laughs> um, but I think at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's necessarily a great thing for the country. Um, but then that's just my way of seeing the world. You know, I realise that other people feel that he's, you know, he's quite electable. You know, I, I think that the I think the party would want him to be there because they think that he's electable. They think that people will choose him. Uh, and that they'll keep keep them in, you know. Uh, and goodness in knows. That case, in that case, I need to. Uh, in that case, I need to do a general e election and see what the country thinks of him. I quite enjoy the idea of him having a really, really difficult and short term as a prime minister. Um, and I quite like the idea that um, Brexiteers will finally get a Brexiteer in charge and still find that um, it's really difficult. Now he's secured the top job, Boris Johnson will have to deliver on his promises to deliver Brexit and unite the country. Sir Michael Fallon, who's the Tory MP for Sevenoaks, has been chatting to Sky about what he's expecting from the new Prime Minister. I expect him to focus on unity, on bringing this party together again after, obviously, a bruising leadership campaign. 
during which all the candidates were tested, to bring us together again to focus on the task in hand, which is getting Brexit done by the end of October and then moving this country on. What Boris will be laying down from the start uh, is restoring the principle of collective responsibility, that uh, anybody who joins his government, and this will be a, a new government, a fresh government, must be committed to the task. And that task is completing Brexit. The people voted for Brexit three years ago, and we do have to get on and do this now by the new legal deadline of 31st of October. And if you're not up for that, then uh, obviously you're not going to be part of the government. I think you'll find now that uh, our MPs across the Conservative Party will be willing the Prime Minister on, will be ready now to unite behind him in this task, which of course is challenging, to get Brexit done. Uh, but we need to do that and Boris Johnson will give us that fresh start. Despite the result being announced earlier, the drama isn't over yet. Our political editor Paul Francis says it'll be a busy week for Boris Johnson. Arguably, Wednesday is the more important day, which is when the kind of official transfer of power, if you like, takes place with Theresa May formally notifying the Queen that she's uh, going to be standing down and that there's, there's been a new Prime Minister uh, or would-be Prime Minister elected and it will be for the Queen constitutionally to um, agree that a new government is formed. I mean, the odd thing is that we're going to see an awful lot of activity over the next 48 hours, and then MPs are going to go on holiday for a long recess, uh, and some people might find that odd. But the big priority will be to appoint the Cabinet, and I think that's going to be a difficult task because the party is split on Brexit. Uh, it's polarised between those who want to stay and those who want to leave. And the, the job of the winning candidate is to try and balance all those needs in the government. And it'll be interesting to see if any Kent MPs get a job. Some suggestion that Michael Fallon might come back into the Cabinet. Uh, he was the Defence Secretary before he had to resign or chose to resign. Tracy Crouch is a popular figure. Uh, I can see her possibly getting a role. Helen Waitley, who's Vice Chairman of the party, also seen as someone with a sort of good prospects for the future. So it's, it's possible that a few posts might come the way of Kent MPs. Boris Johnson will officially take over at number 10 tomorrow after Theresa May visits the Queen to formally hand in her resignation. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.